0: That's a Hello and welcome to the Shining Light Podcast. This is a platform where we let our individual light shine through our personal testimonies of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ and the many blessings it brings to our lives. Here's our host, Dontrel
1: Morrow. Hello, thank you for joining us for another episode today. I am happy and excited to shine the light on two very special guests that are joining us today. I have the pleasure of meeting with two wonderful missionaries here serving in the Texas-Houston East Mission, located in Houston, Texas. Let me introduce Elder Garcia and Elder Hodson, two Spanish missionaries who have been serving out here in this area for, oh, quite a few months, and they have been doing fantastic work. I'm so excited to be able to have them share a little bit about who they are and about the gospel message that they share. Today, we chose to make sure that we were able to let our missionaries share their message through this platform because, as you know, the COVID-19 pandemic is going throughout the nation and the world, and we wanted to continue to adhere to the safety precautions that have been outlined and given through our local and federal government to social distance and to make sure that we are keeping one another safe. And so we are blessed today to have technology like this that allows us to continue to share uplifting messages and to continue to stay connected in all the ways that truly matter. And these missionaries, that is one thing that they are very talented and and blessed that they do every single day, being able to serve the way that they are and just to continue to be uplifting and uplifted as we all go through this together. So, Elder Hudson and Elder Garcia, please start by telling us a little bit about yourself and what made you decide to come on a mission.
0: Sweet, Don trail Thank you for having us. This is honestly a A really awesome opportunity um, for missionaries to be a part of a podcast like this with people who are willing to listen. We're super grateful for everything that you do for missionaries here in Houston. So a little bit about myself. My name is Elder Hodson. I grew up in Southern California in Orange County for all my life. I'm also a triplet. That's kind of like my little fun fact to everyone. And growing up, I played basketball and volleyball in high school. And I also learned how to play guitar and ukulele. Um, Before my mission, I went to BYU Provo for a year. I was studying biochemistry when I was there. I also played a lot of spike ball when I was in college, so that's definitely something I love to do as well. Also, I have been on a mission for a little over seven months now. So yeah, that's kind of a little bit about me. And the reason why I wanted to come on a mission, I have my two sisters that are honestly the best and I have a lot of younger cousins that I really love a lot and I just wanted to be i wanted to be a really strong example to them and just being a member of the church and loving the gospel and also to be, especially to my younger cousins, I really want them to serve missions and I know that being a, being a missionary has really blessed my life and I've learned a lot of things and I honestly feel like it's changed a lot of perspectives that I have and I just really want that for my family as well. And I also wanted to come on a mission because I wanted to just serve and love the people, and I also wanted to learn more about the gospel and how to apply it in my life.
2: Nice. Well, I just wanted to add that Elder Hodson he played spike ball competitively, so he's pretty he's pretty good at yeah. spike ball. I'm not really. It wasn't really too fam- famous for us, but <laughs> well, you already know. I'm Elder Garcia. I was raised in Utah. And just for, I don't know what the Hispanics use, they say La Fabrica. So, I'm from Utah. I'm from, I grew up in Kearns, Utah. I just moved to West Valley, but if you don't know, really know where that is, it's just, it's a pretty small town, but I grew up there with my family. I have five siblings. I have an older brother that's 20. I have a younger brother. He is Seventeen? Oh, jeez. I don't really remember too much. But... <laughs> and I have three other younger siblings. Um, I grew up with them. I'm the second oldest. I played sports. I played football, track, and I did wrestling. So, I did all this. The, my favorite sport was football. And I... I like BYU. So, go BYU. <laughs> and... Uh, that's real, what I really like doing, just it, working out and just trying to be my best. Any other fun facts? I don't think so. But the reason why I came out to serve my mission, so just like what Elder Hodgson said, I came out to serve my mission to be an example, and I wanted to be an example to my, <clears throat> my family and my brothers, because honestly, my brothers are one of the greatest things that I have in my life, and... They're really and truly my best friends. And I really just wanted to show them that we can have so much love and happiness from the gospel. And I wanted to feel that as well. So that's why I decided to serve my mission. And wanted to show that um, how me and my family, how we can have a greater and blessed life. So that's one of the main reasons why I chose to serve my mission. And yeah.
1: Well, that's just wonderful. Um thank you so much for sharing that elders and we are so grateful to have you guys out here. It really means a lot that you are willing to sacrifice these two years and to share this time, you know, serving the Lord and sharing with all of the people in the community the message of the restored gospel. And so I'd like to ask if you two would be willing to share a part of that message that you that you go out and, and do so well every day. If you'd be willing to, to do that for us today on this episode.
0: Sweet. Well, today we are going to be talking about the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ on the earth today. And this is, this is one of the first lessons that uh, missionaries teach. And this is a super important lesson because it's focused on Jesus Christ and his love for us and one of the first things that we always teach when we teach people is we teach people about who god is and what his role and what his nature is in our life and we know that god is a loving heavenly father and that he we are literally his children he's literally our father he has a love that's perfect and it's a love that we none of us are able to understand perfectly one way I like to think about this love that God has for us is I I try to think of the love that my parents have which I know to be a lot and I multiply that by I don't know a million because it's something you can't understand but because he's a father he has that parent-like love for every single one of us and God knows each and every single one of us perfectly without a doubt he knows us
2: better than we know ourselves and yeah I just really like that principle as well that Honestly, we can't even comprehend the amount of love that our Heavenly Father has for us. And the way that we see that He loves us is that He gives us His gospel. And we know that the gospel blesses families and individuals. We know that every single principle that is in the gospel, that is meant for us. That is to help us build our bonds between, like Elder Hudson was saying, between parent and child between brother and sister. Every single principle is so important and that is the teachings of Jesus Christ. And we receive them in every period of time. And we call that dispensations. Yeah, kind of like what Elder Garcia was saying about dispensations.
0: And the way we receive the gospel is because the gospel is found in the scriptures, right? You know, you have the Bible, you have Abraham, Moses, Noah, those people in the Bible, those are prophets and a prophet is a man that has been called um, of God and a prophet has the power and authority to hold the church of Jesus Christ on the earth. And this power, we call this a priesthood. and the priesthood is something super super important because here's a, okay this is like a small little example, but if I was driving if I was driving an ice cream truck, And if I tried to pull you over and give you a ticket, you probably, more than likely, you probably wouldn't take it from me because I'm not a cop. I don't have that authority. I don't have that authority by the law to pull you over and charge you for going too fast or whatever. It's like the same thing with the priesthood. If a man doesn't have the priesthood, then he doesn't have the authority to hold Christ's church on the earth. And for this reason, prophets are super important because prophets when they have this priesthood, they're able to speak with God face to face. The way we receive the gospel is through prophets. So God speaks to prophets, and then prophets speak to his people. And this is something that you see all over in the Bible with, like the people who already said Moses and Abraham. This is exactly what they do, and there's and there's a cycle that goes on with the Bible with that.
2: Yeah, and honestly, I would just want to testify of the things that Elder Hudson said, that this is super important. This is message about the restoration that today we have a prophet just like Moses or Adam or Abraham they shared and preached of the gospel and that's how like we said earlier this is how we know that God loves us and one of the greatest ways that I know and one of the greatest prophets I would say is Jesus Christ and he came down to the earth I'm assuming most of y'all know But he came down to the earth, he taught the gospel, just like the prophets did, because he was a prophet, and he's also the Son of God. So he came down, he taught all the teachings that he needed to. That gives us joy, love, confidence in God, and in our families. So he taught that. He got baptized, and eventually, he was resurrected. And he had disciples, and they followed him, they obeyed the commandments. And just like Elder Hodson was saying, that the prophets, they have power, and we call that the priesthood, to act in God's name. So Jesus Christ had that priesthood, he had that power, and like I said, he had followers, the 12 disciples, and eventually, because the people weren't following Jesus Christ anymore, they rejected him, he was eventually crucified, like I said, he got he was resurrected. And that gives us so much hope in life because he just didn't die. He didn't just do that. He actually lives again, and he still lives now. A little bit later, once his prophets died, we lost that power and authority that the prophets had. And that is the most crucial and essential part of the gospel. Because that's the only way that we can receive direction and guidance from God. And we call that time after we lost the power and authority of God, um, the great apostasy. Yeah, and kind of like what Ella Garcia was saying, with Jesus Christ's crucifixion
0: and his atonement, with his passing away of him, not only him, but also his apostles, who also held the priesthood themselves, when they all passed away, priesthood was nowhere to be found. And kind of like how we were talking about with the example of, of me being an ice cream, truck driver pulling you over as a cop, how I don't have that authority when they de- when they passed away that authority was no longer on the earth and that's what El Garcia said that's we call this the Great Apostasy and the Great Apostasy we call it it's kind of interesting it has it's called the Great Apostasy it's not the Great Apostasy because it's the first and only apostasy that's ever happened it's actually one of many and kind of like what I was saying earlier when we were talking about prophets like Abraham Moses and Noah and this cycle is seen throughout all of the Bible. And we've seen that in this cycle is that God, because he's a loving Heavenly Father, he calls a prophet to guide the people and so that they might receive the gospel in their lives. And eventually, part of the cycle is that eventually the people choose to reject the prophet and they reject God because they don't believe him and they're wicked. And eventually, not only does the prophet die, but nobody else on the earth is worthy of holding this priesthood. But because God is a loving Heavenly Father and He doesn't cast us out forever, He calls another prophet, only after um, so many years. But God is a loving Heavenly Father and He wants all His children to follow His plan. And the reason why we call the apostasy after the death of Christ is because the great apostasy was um, an apostasy that lasted for the longest time. And it was perhaps an apostasy that started with the death of the only begotten Son otherwise known as Jesus Christ, right? And during the great apostasy, there were a lot of things that happened. There was still, there's actually scripture.
2: I know, LRC, do you want to share that scripture? oh uh, yes. So the scripture that I have is found in Amos. Amos chapter 8, verses 11 and 12. So it says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God. I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst of for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea and from north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord and shall not find it. So just like what Elder Hodson was saying um, in the great apostasy, that still there were people looking for the word of God. There were people saying, well, we still know the teachings. We still have the scriptures. We know of the death of Jesus Christ. We know these things. But there was that one thing, and I really love the comparison with the ice cream truck man, because it's so simple and true. That if we don't have the authority, just like we were saying with the baptism, if we don't have that authority, that's that's the thing that makes it on earth and in heaven is that is that authority. And just like what the scripture is saying in Amos or Amos, it's saying that people are going to be wandering from east to west. They're going to be looking for the truth. And they won't find it because this was prophesied. And there was a, actually, there was a person named Joseph Smith. He was looking for the truth. There was different churches that were saying it was the Presbyterian, it was the Baptist and the Methodist. And he had family members that were actually just like, well, what church are you going to join? Because there are many and you need, to, you need to know God and you need to become closer to Jesus Christ and he was he was conversating he was reading he was reading the bible he was searching and actually he read a scripture and it was found in james 1 5 and it says let me get it really fast and it says if any of you lack wisdom let him ask of god that give it to all men liberally and upbraideth not and it shall be given him so he read that scripture he's like well if anyone needs guidance or wisdom, I need it right now. Because he wanted to know what church had the truth. He wanted to know what truth he should join with. And he eventually did receive an answer.
0: And honestly, with Joseph Smith, um, just to provide some context in his story. At this time, Joseph Smith was a 14-year-old boy, 1820, is living in New York. And kind of like what Ella Garcia was saying, that there was a religious excitement, and a lot of people were deciding which church was right. And that was a question that Joseph Smith had for himself. And kind of like what that scripture said, with El Garcia shared about, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. That's exactly what Joseph Smith did. And honestly, he received a lot more than... <laughs> He bargained for. But he actually has... He was able to write down in his own words his experience. And I'm going to share these words with you. And in his own words, this is what happened. I saw a pillar of light exactly over my head, above the brightness of the sun, which descended gradually until it fell upon me. When the light rested upon me, I saw two personages, whose brightness and glory defy all description standing above me in the air. One of them spake unto me, calling me by name, and said, pointing to the other, this is my beloved son, hear him. And in this moment, our loving heavenly father and his son Jesus Christ, they they both appeared in the Joseph Smith. This is a very sacred and a very beautiful and a very historical moment that happened in the church because when they appeared to Joseph Smith, they told him that none of the sects were right. And that Joseph Smith was to be called to be a prophet of this last dispensation. And with the appearing of God in Jesus Christ, this ended the great apostasy. And with their appearing of Joseph Smith and calling him to be a prophet, once he was called to be a prophet and restored the priesthood, the church of Jesus Christ was restored onto the earth today. And that same priesthood that's been handed down ever since Aaron from the Bible to Joseph Smith down to our prophet that we have today whose name is Russell M. Nelson that same priesthood exists today with that priesthood that is how we know that the church of Jesus Christ is
2: truly on the earth today yeah, and I just want to add to that my testimony that Joseph Smith uh, he received an answer that I wouldn't say he was more than expecting to receive but that he received an answer so profound and so marvelous that it really testifies of the love of God that he has for us that he didn't want us to be in darkness he didn't want us to ha- not have his gospel he revealed himself he he showed unto showed unto him that he really does have love for each and every single one of us that he has a body that is glorified, that is perfect, that His Son, Jesus Christ, really did die for us, and that in the process of the restoration of the Church of Jesus Christ, not just some other church on the street around the corner, but the restored gospel of Jesus Christ, when Jesus Christ came down and He taught the people with His disciples, that it was that same church that Joseph Smith restored. And in that process, he received the priesthood, like Elder Hodson was saying earlier, that he received that same priesthood that Moses had, that now our recent prophet, our prophet right now, his name is Russell M. Nelson, he does have the priesthood. He does talk with God, and he does guide the church of Jesus Christ now. And in that process as well, when Joseph Smith was restoring the gospel of Jesus Christ, he actually received ancient record of the people from the ancient Americas. And he received this to testify that he is a prophet of God, that there are more sheep of God, that it wasn't just one city or one people in Jerusalem, but rather it was in the entire world that God was showing his hand and this actually starts in 600 BC with the family. His name is Lehi, and he has children. And one of his children, his name, for a child, his name is Nephi. And they received the commandment from God to leave Jerusalem and to go to the Americas. And this is actually where the Book of Mormon starts. Yeah.
0: And... With the Book of Mormon, kind of like what Elder Garcia was saying, how it starts with a family. The father named Lehi, he has a son named Nephi, and he also had a son named Laman. He had two other sons named Lemuel and Sam. And the Book of Mormon is all about their story from leaving Jerusalem and and traveling by sea to the ancient Americas. How Elder Garcia said it starts in 600 BC. And the Book of Mormon is all about the journey of their family and the history of their posterity and their heritage and in the book of mormon the book of mormon consists of writings and stories and of prophets you know just like those same prophets lehi was a prophet nephi ended up being a prophet there's prophets like ether there's prophets alma helaman uh, moroni and but the sole reason why we have the book of mormon is to testify of jesus christ if you're ever able to get your hands on a copy of a book of mormon You'll see in the front, it says, it's another testament of Jesus Christ. And we don't have the Book of Mormon to replace the Bible. Rather, we have it to support the Bible. And that it's solely another testament of Jesus Christ, just like the Bible testifies of Christ. And that we know that with the Book of Mormon and the Bible together, this, we call this the fullness of his gospel. Because, you know, there's teachings in the Book of Mormon that are not found in the Bible, but there's also teachings in the Bible not found in the Book of Mormon. But with both books together, we have the fullness of the gospel. And we believe that the Book of Mormon consists of the plain and precious
2: things of Christ's gospel. And there is actually, because it might sound tricky for you that, well, shoot, we already have a Bible. Why is there another book? Why do we need this? Why do we need that? But just like Elder Hodgson was saying, that it's another testament of Jesus Christ. And it really does fulfill us. That it really does help us understand the divinity of Jesus Christ. And there is a chapter and a couple scriptures that we would like to turn to in the Book of Mormon. And it is found towards back, chapter 10 of Moroni. And there are going to be three scriptures that we would like to read. And just a little bit of background. So right now, this is almost the end of the book. And... This is actually coming from Moroni. And he was one of the prophets like we were just talking about. That he was actually receiving revelation for us today. So that we know if the Book of Mormon is true or not. So that we know if we do have a prophet today. And I'm going to start in verse 3. And it says, Behold, I would exhort you that when you shall read these things, if it should be wisdom in God, that you should read them. That ye would remember how merciful the Lord hath been unto the children of men from the creation of Adam even until the time that ye should receive these things and ponder it in your hearts. And I just want to ask you to ponder these things that we've taught up to this point and ask yourselves if you really want to know if we have a prophet today. And once you're done thinking about that and pondering about that, um, I'll continue with verse 4. It says, And when ye shall receive these things, I would exhort you that you would ask God, the Eternal Father, in the name of Christ, if these things are not true. And if ye shall ask with a sincere heart, with real intent, having faith in Christ, he will manifest the truth of it unto you by the power of the Holy Ghost. And by the power of the Holy Ghost, ye may know the truth of all things. And this is this is a very powerful scripture. Because
0: in verse 4... In verse 4, there's a promise that if you will ask God the Eternal Father in the name of Christ, if these things are not true, and if you do it with, one, a sincere heart, two, with real intent, three, having faith in Christ, he will manifest the truth of it unto you. And this is so important because Elder Garcia and I, we can say whatever we want. We could say that we know this is true, we know this is true, we know this is true. But no man can know for himself if it's true unless he asks God himself. Because the only way that we can man- that truth can be manifest to us is through the Holy Ghost. And this is our invitation to everyone. We invite people to come to Christ through His gospel, and we teach people and we share this message with everyone because this is the message that everyone needs to hear. This is a message of hope. This is a message of God's love. This is a message of blessing the lives of our lives, and our families. And in order to know that this message is true, one has to figure out for themselves and pray to God. And so this is an invitation that we always share with everyone when we share this message because we know that this is a super important message and that if anyone can know that this is true, then any man will be worthy to come unto Christ by being baptized so that they can enter into his covenant and so that they can receive these blessings of the restored gospel. That the church, the ongoing
2: restoration of the church is taking place. And in addition to this, I know that every single one of you can (laughs) receive uh, your own testimony. But this is the first lesson that you would receive from missionaries. And this is such a powerful lesson. And we just invite you to think about it a little bit more. And,
1: yeah. Thank you so much, Elder Garcia and Elder Hudson. That was a beautiful lesson, and we all really appreciate hearing it. And I could feel the Spirit testifying of its truthfulness as you read those verses and as you spoke of Joseph Smith's experience. I would like to ask if you two would leave us today with your personal testimony of the gospel and and just personally how it's affected you and and how you feel each day that you are blessed to be out here serving all of us.
0: All right, so I'll start I'll start first with my testimony. So I'll probably I'm going to bear in, in English and then I'll do it in Spanish. So I just want to share my testimony that I know that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is is the only true living church um, on the earth today. And I know that um, I know this to be true because of the power of the priesthood and how the priesthood um, blesses the lives of families and how it strengthens families. And I know that this church is true also because of the book of Mormon, because it's a piece of scripture that testifies of God's love and about the savior. And I know that if any man wants to come closer to Christ, there's no book better than the book of Mormon to do so. And I know that this gospel is true. I know that's true because I've felt immense joy ever since I've come on my mission and all the things that I've learned. And I know that anyone who has a sincere desire to know the message, the truth of this message, all they have to do is pray, just like that scripture in Moroni talked about. Y mi testimonio en español. Yo sé que la iglesia de Jesucristo de los Santos de los Últimos Días es la única iglesia en la tierra hoy día que es verdadera. Porque con esa iglesia tenemos el, el mismo sacerdocio de Arán, Moisés y Abraham. Y todos los profetas en la Biblia. Y que tenemos un profeta hoy día que nos guía y nos ama. Especialmente durante tiempos difíciles así. Y yo sé que el libro de Mormón es, es la palabra de Dios. Y que si alguien quiere venir aún más cerca de Cristo, no hay un libro mejor que el libro de Mormón. Porque realmente el libro de Mormón testifica y es un testamento de, de Jesucristo y yo sé que este es el evangelio verdadero y yo he aprendido muchísimas cosas en mi misión y yo sé que si alguien quiere aprender verdaderamente de esas cosas solo tienen que um, orar a Dios con un corazón sincero y yo comparto estas cosas en el nombre de Jesucristo
2: amén and I would also love to bear my testimony every single one of you that are listening right now that really personally I do know that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the Church of God that it does have the priesthood of God that I know that our Savior lives and loves us that He really did die for you every single one of us that His love and the power is real that we can all receive forgiveness in this life that i know that president russell nelson he is a prophet of god that he is helping us and guiding us in every step on the way in our journey back to god that i know that joseph smith he was a prophet of god that he he lived his life to show the gratitude that he had for god that he had the opportunity to be his prophet in this dispensation and this this time so that we can all have these blessings in our lives that we know that we can be with our families together forever that we do have these these promises in our lives that I do know that this gospel blesses me individually and my family because they've shared the same, same experiences not just because of their parents they believed in it or I'm not sharing this just because my mom or my grandma believes in it but that I truly looked for it and I really acted upon the promise of Moroni that we read a little bit earlier but I just know that every single one of you can also receive this promise that I know that this oh shoot I should actually bear my testimony in Spanish as well so I'll do that right now. (laughs) Yo (laughs) sé que esta iglesia es la única iglesia verdadera en la tierra hoy. Que hoy día tenemos un profeta Y él se llama Presidente Russell M. Nelson Que él está guiando la iglesia Que él tiene el sacerdocio de Dios Que fue restaurado por José Smith Que yo sé que este, este evangelio nos bendice personalmente Y e individualmente también Que podemos ser y tener familias eternas y también que podamos poner toda nuestra confianza en el Señor que realmente Él expió por cada uno de nosotros y Él murió porque Él ya sabía que íbamos a tener un tiempo difícil especialmente ahorita con el virus y cosas así pero yo sé que la iglesia de Jesucristo de los Santos de los Últimos Días está en la tierra hoy y yo quiero testificar de todas esas cosas en el nombre de Jesucristo
1: Amen. 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 Thank you, brothers, so much for sharing these wonderful messages and your testimonies. And for anyone out there listening, we would like to invite you to learn more about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints at the official website, churchofjesuschrist.org. Thank you all for joining us today.